for the time where you actually come in first you just do it just well because you always come in no, first. I, I know but i'm waiting for the for the day where now it's not now if it happens it's going to be just contrived but I, i've been waiting for the time where i'll go to speak and you just start and i can just be like what the i thought you wait because wow. you're doing your alex Arion. you pause you make everyone wait for it oh is that what you thought yeah i haven't done that in many many years i know but it's part so, of your gimmick. Okay. It's who you be. I suppose. Yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Homework Podcast. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Monique, how the hell are you? I'm fan-fucking-tastic. There you have it. Yeah. All right. That's, that's, that's us for this weekend. Uh, until next <laughs> time, let me cue the outro <laughs> music. And uh, next time we will be, uh, anyway, I mean, I don't know how to, where do we go from there? Fan-fucking-tastic, you say? You asked how the hell am I, yeah. so I wanted to get All right. it. Well, there you go. It was a, it was a hell yeah kind of an answer, so yeah. tremendous. Yeah, I'm great. How are you? Great. Fantastic Yay. as always. Yay. What's new? What's going on? I've been super busy, but it's great. Um, I have been making organite. It's been raining for the past two weeks, so I've only had like a little bit of time to make organite, so I've been doing that in the moments that I have with the weather cooperating. And I've been doing hypnotherapy, so um, if you're looking for a hypnotherapy session or a past life regression with hypnotherapy contact me. I am still working on my website. It should be up mid to end of August. Tremendous. Yeah. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. You can find me on my website tarotbymonique.com. So you can reach out to me through Twitter. You can reach out to me through my website and contact me if you're interested in a hypnotherapy session. She's quite good. Thank you. I know I'm biased, but whatever. It is what it is. Aw. Well, my instructor said that he was impressed by my work, so that's really good. Well, all right. That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I like when they use the words like impressive. Impressive. Yeah. Yes. Makes me feel good. Quite impressive. Yay. Yeah, so just I've uh, been doing that, and I have something coming up. So the week this episode airs, I have something going on that weekend that I'm really excited about, but I'm not going to talk about it this week. I'll talk about it after the fact. 
Yeah. Why even mention it at all? Because so people all right can prepare. Then. So the following week, I'll have stuff about what I did. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. If it falls through, I don't want to talk it up. Like if something happened, you know. Which is why I never talk about anything till it's done. That's just my philosophy. Yeah, so I'm not talking about it. I'm just saying I'm supposed to do something. So. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, then let's. I uh, have plans. Wow. She has plans, everybody. Never happens. Watch out, world. Yeah. So go on. Where can people find the Homewrecker Podcast on social media? We have a Twitter. At Homewrecker Pod. And that's it. Yep, that's it. And our website. Homewreckerpodcast.com. There you have it. And how can people find you? You can't. This is it. I'm not plugging any of my social media or anything. I'm, I'm getting offline. I'm done with it all. There you go. Damn it. There you go. So there you go. That's Anyhow. the way to be, honestly. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Tired of all the nonsense and craziness. So before we get into what we're going to talk about, um, it kind of sort of ties in a little bit. But so last week we talked about missing 411. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so our friend Nicole from Twitter, she actually um, commented on one of our tweets about the episode and brought up that there's a whole Reddit about like the U.S. Forestry Forest Service, um, like there's a Reddit on everything. I yeah, and so it was just really interesting because like I looked at it, and I'm like, yeah, basically like goes a lot of it is like missing four one one stuff, all these weird, creepy things that happen. And speaking of weird and creepy, like I thought that was just really cool. It's like oh, there's a Reddit there that we can check out and read. And speaking of weird and creepy, this morning you brought something up to me that was kind of weird about the Bermuda Triangle. What a segue. <laughs> I was waiting for the, something weird and creepy. Like, what? Oh. The B- Bermuda Triangle is weird and creepy. And me trying to say oh, it okay. where I mess up and can't is kind of weird, too. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, no, I, I had, in for the love of me, uh, the love of me. See, wow. words are hard. <clears throat> And there goes my voice again. Jeez, jeez. So I was listening to a podcast or looking. No, I, I wasn't. I apologize. Was not listening, but looking through show notes for a podcast. And I can't for the life of me remember which one it was. But it came out either last night or this morning as I'm looking through my little podcast app here. And I see this story. I see the thing and I'm like, What? Because it, it, it said, Bermuda Triangle Mystery Solved, scientists claim. Like, what? So I click on the link, and it brings me to this. Uh, it's, it's an article on Fox News. And I didn't even realize it until just now when I pulled it up. Because I'm like, where the hell was that article? And I just had to go and look for it. It was from all the way back August 1st of 2018. So, and it was really actually... New. No, not at all. And it, and it says... By the Sun, so Fox News, I guess the website took the article the from the UK Sun, Sun. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so it was saying that they, they, <laughs> I, I love again the title: Bermuda Triangle right. Mystery Solved. Scientists claim. Right, right in the title, scientists claim. So, did they solve it? So I'm like, what? What? Okay, let me read this. What is apparently this? they're claiming this? to solve it. Yeah, what is this crap? 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna just read. It's actually not that long an article, so I'll just read some of the highlights. British scientists believe 100-foot rogue waves could be the reason why so many boats have been sunk in the mysterious Bermuda Triangle. The infamous body of water in the western part of the North Atlantic Ocean stretches 700,000 square kilometers or 270,271 square miles between Florida, Bermuda, and Puerto Rico. Also known as the Devil's Triangle, the area features multiple shipping lanes and has claimed over 1,000 lives in the last 100 years. But experts at the University of Southampton believe the mystery can be explained by a natural phenomenon known as rogue waves. So they go on to talk about how they have observed rogue waves. They call them rogue waves. I, I, again, I, I think, and it, and it links to a, uh, like a, I don't know if it's the BBC or whatever, but the news in England where some of these scientists talk about what a rogue wave is. And essentially it's when... Two waves, like or wasn't meet, it three storms? Or, or yeah, together? like the, the storms all come together and make these rogue waves. They call them, and supposedly they can reach up to over thirty meters high, which is almost a hundred feet. I anytime I see anything like that, I wonder, okay, who got there with the tape measure and went and just you know measured it up? How the, how'd they do that? Okay, well they said that it, they they observed them from satellites. Okay, here we go. Well, right, sure you did. And not only that, but that they observed these waves not in the Bermuda Triangle that they say they've they claim they've solved the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle. They they claim they've solved it. Did they observe these waves or t- or or anything happening and a ship getting taken out of the Bermuda Triangle? No, that's not not at all. So was it more like by Florida? The Atlantic. No. On, was it more like by San Juan, Puerto Rico? No. Over, so by do you Bermuda. want to know where they observed these rogue waves? Why don't we tell everyone? South Africa. What the fuck does that have to do with the Bermuda Triangle? Because they, if it they supposedly there. observed these rogue waves off the coast of South Africa. Because if it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. Problem solved. We solved it. Nailed it. So I'm just sitting here. I'm reading this this morning. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you remember what my reaction was? Like what I asked you? Like, no, remind me. I'm like, <laughs> okay, even if there are 100 foot waves that cause these ships to crash. Oh, oh yes, yes. What now, about the airplanes? What about the airplanes that, that supposedly go missing in the Bermuda and, and Triangle? They say that the airstream is difficult over there and it can be, there can be turbulence. Oh, I've, I've flown through it several times yeah. and, and uh, one time I remember it being really turbulent. Like I was just kind of like holding on to my seat, like uh, uh, what's going on here? Like it was scary, I, but that was only one time. Every other time I'd gone through, there was nothing. But just that one time I remember being really like rough. Here's my question. All of these disappearances through the Bermuda Triangle. Were they always during the same time of year? I, I'm th- sure these that are the things that I think we would have to look at. Uh, when yeah, do they happen? Yeah. What time of year? Um, like seasons, because, you know, down that way, hurricane season is, I think, around sure. the fall. Um, so depending on the weather. But so we actually watched a video earlier about this. And what they were saying is once every so often, this 
this these storms meet and cause these rogue waves and they only last two or three minutes but it's enough to cause damage. But then my question is, how is it that all these ships that have gone lost or missing happen to fall under that once in a while that the storms colliding and you're telling us that the weather service would have no indication of these three storms meeting at that point in time. It it just, And, and what you said, the planes, what about all the missing planes that have gone down in that area? How do you explain that? I was like, now, Planes fly higher than a hundred feet. <laughs> you, you'd like to think, right? <laughs> that was my that was my so, main thought. I'm like, um, so, right now, I, I now I'm thinking. Now I'm, I I started thinking of this uh, earlier today. What if the Bermuda Triangle? It's it's a legit, you know, area. You know, you can look at it on a map and everything. You can Google and get different images of it and all that kind of stuff. What if that is where they? send ships or planes that they want to be disappeared. Ooh. When I say they, I mean whoever they is. But, Us. Yeah, right. But like if if you want to get rid of someone or something that's on a Evidence. ship or a plane or whatever, yeah. What if that's where they decide we're going to do it there for whatever reason? Well, Is there some kind of maybe... Uh, maybe there is some kind of environmental anomaly that happens there. Maybe there's something with the atmosphere there. Who I don't know. Maybe it's just somebody said it one day and they went, "Hey, that sounds good." That sounds. And the fact that it's a triangle has some kind of esoteric like meaning. Miami-ish, like that coast yeah. to Bermuda to like San Juan, Puerto Rico, that coast. Yeah, maybe just the triangle. fact that it's a triangle has, like I said, an esoteric kind of meaning. Mm-hmm. And that's why they call it the Bermuda Triangle. And I don't know, maybe maybe you should get out the gematria calculator and see, does that mean anything if you go and, and Interesting. Punch, punch that in? Well, I, I have not done and this And you yet, know, like some people think that that's where Atlantis is, somewhere deep under the ocean in the Bermuda muted triangle that's a thought yeah Mm -hmm. sure but i just i don't know i don't know if to to claim that this is solved yeah okay here you go bermuda triangle look at the numbers (laughs) six six three three Mm -hmm. sorry i don't have my glasses on it took a moment (laughs) and what it's also known as the devil's triangle right so let me let me type in Devil's Triangle here in the Gematronator. And it's a 4-4 four, four and a 5-5. Five, five. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe those not, maybe maybe it has nothing to do with that. I don't know. I just It just popped into my head. I'm like, oh, let me pop that in there and see if there's some kind of numerological meaning behind it. But but what if, what if the whole... Because that's actually something that has fascinated me for a long time, but I've never really looked into it more than just in a passing kind of way. But I've always wondered about that, like the Bermuda Triangle. What What is going on there? What is the story? What's the theories? All that different kind of stuff. But to say you solved it? Yeah. I can only say this, and I'll let you finish. If, if, they're, if they're saying they solved it, the I I just I feel like maybe there was never anything going on there to begin Possibly. with, well, or like I said, it's just a place that they send stuff that they want disappeared. Based off that thought, it makes me wonder: was it a couple things went missing in that area, and they thought 
there we go. Perfect. We'll give it a name. And now we can use that. Or was it something they created on there? And that's just kind of. Well, because if you think about it, all the shipping lanes that go through there, there's tons of ships that go back and forth there. So if you have a couple that you down for whatever reason, or you sink a couple boats here and there for whatever reason, or maybe shoot down a couple planes for whatever reason, and then you just you just say, oh, well, there's this mysterious stuff that goes on there. I don't know. It's crazy. But it's just you, weird how that, that ship just oh, vanished. I don't know what happened to it. But I also wonder if they saw these 100-foot rogue waves using satellites off the coast of South Africa, why wouldn't they see it over there in the Bermuda Triangle? And if they're saying it's off the coast, wouldn't that make a difference between the coast and the middle of the ocean? You would think. These are just thoughts that are going you through would, my head that make me wonder. I'm not think. I'm not a scientist, so <laughs> I don't know. Well, I know I'm, nothing. I'm, I'm pretty confident that uh, most people that call themselves scientists are not scientists either. <laughs> not, not really a true scientist. Hey, trust the science. Yeah, trust my ass. Did I ever anyway. bring up the, the cycles <laughs> of science and um, faith? No. So... Was, what do you mean the science? So, like, it seems in history, for whatever you can take and believe from it, but in history, it seems like there are these cycles that happen where there are periods where it's very faith-driven and people are more, like, believing in faith and things that happen, it's because of faith. I, I don't want to throw in religion because it's different religions, so I'm just trying to use an all-encompassing word. Sure. But then what happens is science starts coming in and they start using science with things and people stop having faith in these miracles and these things that are happening and they say, oh, it's science and explain everything. But then after a while, the faith comes back and it's cyclical. So it just makes me wonder, we've been in such like this scientific period where and av- everyone's now trust the science, trust the science that it makes me wonder, like, and with so many people kind of like realizing all the bullshit going on in this world and becoming more spiritual lately, it makes me wonder, are we heading into that faith-based cycle coming up? Could very well be. I mean, you could argue that you were saying not not religion but faith. Uh, you could argue that science now is a new religion. Yeah. Or, I mean, that's... I, but you, that's almost how it is. It's like you take one and you swap it out for something else. Yeah. And the only reason I'm using faith, because you could use religion, but because there's so many different kinds, it's not like it's one exact religion. Right. It's... I guess you could say just religion, but I think faith is more of like there's that we don't need the science because we feel that this is what it is or believe or however they wanted to put it. But yeah, it just, it makes me wonder because everything's like science, science, and we know everything. Kind of like, you know, we we knew, you know, climate change that, oh, what was it, gosh. 2010? I don't, I the never. The polar ice I caps would be totally the, melted. Never watched the Al Gore documentary. Nor never have cared I. to, never cared about any of that kind of stuff. I was like, fucking bullshit, no. Because, yeah. And and what was what was it called, that movie? The, An Inconvenient that, Truth? Was that Inconvenient it? Inconvenient Truth. I okay. think that's what, I think that's what it was called. I think so. I, I never watched it, but I remember hearing like when it first came out, people were all like freaking out. Oh, 
Antarctica is going to be melted and everything's going to go underwater by 20 whatever it was, was 2015 or something ridiculous when, when that came out I was like if anything we'd probably have another ice age <laughs> first well the, and that's the thing I'm, there's more science scientific evidence that if anything we're headed more towards an ice age or more of a cooling age not a warmer hotter phase but they realize they have to be careful with their words now, which is why they. That's why it's not it. global warming anymore. They've now turned it to climate change. It's a little more of a all-encompassing. Hey, living in New England, they, they, that happens every that, week, every day. Climate <laughs> yeah. change. They get that marketing department uh, all all you know, all set to go, and they they're like, oh, alliteration, CC, climate change. Oh, that sounds better. Oh, and. That, that, we can be wrong. It doesn't matter what happens yep. because we could just say, well, it's climate change. Yep. And it's boom. There you go. Your, your catch all for, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I never bought, I mean, when I was in high school and they were talking about global warming and all that kind of stuff, I was at the time, I started listening to Art Bell. And he would always have on this guy, I'll never forget his name, Robert Felix. And he had a website. The website, for whatever reason, I can't remember the website name, but I remember his name. And he had a website, and he was talking. And he, this guy's like, he's a scientist, like somebody that actually goes out and studies it, and you know, gets data and all that kind of stuff. And he was saying, we're not headed for global warming. We're we're heading for another ice age, based on all of the data that I've uncovered. And he like would list it all out, and he like gave his website link, and I'd I'd gone on there a bunch of times. I was like, oh wow, look, he actually has like figures and numbers and everything. And he's showing like where he went to a certain area and collected samples and did all this stuff. And then you had the other side going, it's just so hot out. It's getting hotter. Ah, everything's going to melt. What? But <laughs> and, I wonder and, now knowing what we know about our bell oh, and a lot of the stuff look, on there, I, I look at it now like I see it as two sides of the same coin, just like I with politics. completely agree with you. Okay, if you don't believe that it's getting hotter, then believe it's getting colder either right. way. Sure. Ah, oh, panic. I, I, yeah, you're right. I, I, I agree 100% that I mean, and this guy for sure seemed very credible, seemed very knowledgeable and everything. Like I said, had the website up and stuff. Was he controlled opposition very well could be. Who knows? I'm just saying that having heard that viewpoint so early on when I was getting hammered with the global warming stuff when I was in high school, it, it gave me that differing viewpoint. So I didn't automatically go, oh my gosh, this is what's happening. I went, I started thinking, wait a minute. They're telling me this here in school, but then this guy's saying this, and well, he's got all this evidence. And what? When, when, who do I believe? When what, you, you know? heard about climate change, about global warming, yeah. Like for me, my bullshit meter was going off, and I'm like, it's bullshit. What they're saying, oh, in you know whatever, 2010, 2015, 2020, whatever years that everything's going to be melted. I'm like, that's bullshit. And that was, I mean, this was back in the 90s. We I want to say it was like late 90s. Yeah, well, well I mean, I when I was, was in the, high school, yeah. it was like early 90s. And that's when we st started really hearing about this stuff. And, and and yeah, that was like the big fear stuff. I remember I used to watch 2020 every Friday night with Barbara Walters. Not because of Barbara Walters, but I used to watch 2020. So anybody that's you know, probably my age or a little older will know what I'm talking about. I was about. like, is Barbara Walters supposed to be like hot and attractive that no. people would watch it for I, her? I, I don't I don't know. She was like some trusted she's still alive, isn't she? Yeah. I don't anyway. 
No, I'm just saying it was 2020 with Barbara Walters. That's like what it was called. And they would always have on interesting show, like uh, shows, interesting sto- news stories and stuff like that. And I would watch it. And they, they, I remember that's the first time that they had like, you know, that, that brought concern to me watching this television program. Again, television program. And that's what I was like, oh, they're going to... The, Antarctic is melting. Oh my gosh, we're going to be underwater in twenty years. What's going to happen? And here we are now, twenty years yeah. later. We're the same. All <laughs> spot the swimming we were lessons for back nothing. Then. And nothing. And, and I remember in the eighties, growing up, uh, or early nineties, you couldn't do hairspray anymore. Remember the aerosol cans, the ozone layer. We're not going to. We're not going to have any atmosphere left, and all this. It's always been one thing after another, constantly hammering It's like the government just wants reasons to get involved with your life and take your rights away and tell you what to do. It's always been like that, and I'm sure it was like that 100 years ago, too. It's always something. Yeah. And really, how much of it is true? Well, I mean, I, I could still walk outside. Without getting a sunburn in two minutes, like I was told is going to happen if we all use hairspray and and underarm deodorant that's got aerosol. I mean, this is the shit we were told. Yeah, I remember. But look at what they're telling people now about like straws and plastic, oh, and it's always yeah. it's recycled. Always it's always this always fear something. porn. Always something that's going to ruin the earth and kill you and be bad for you and bad for the earth. And it's just over and over. And they just, it's the same thing, just different stuff. And they just switch it up. That's all they do. But I wanted to say before I forgot, it's funny that you're like, yeah, I would watch 2020. And I'm like, I hated that show. I did not want to watch that show. If I was going to watch something, it would be like, I don't know if like what I'm going to say, but that kind of shit, like Inside Edition, um, like the, the kind of more like sensational Stories. Oh yeah, like hard copy yeah, and that kind of stuff. I'd, like, I'd watch like those, those too, sure. But like, I don't know, like that kind of stuff. I always hated that. I w- I was more of like, a, nope, don't want to. I I remember I got hooked on 2020 because they, for whatever reason, it was a story they did about Scientology, and for some reason, I I got like I watched it. Was it because you love Tom Cruise? Look. There's nothing wrong with Tom Cruise. Oh, if there's he, a lot of things wrong with he, Tom Cruise. If he even exists. True. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things wrong with the character, Tom Cruise. It, uh, I, I can't... It, it, he was probably... It, it was a story they did on Scientology. And yes, that's where I found out Tom Cruise was one. And, and uh, uh, blanking on her name now. The actress, look who's talking. Kirstie Kirst- Alley. Kirstie Alley. Kirstie. Yes, her. John Travolta, you know, all the all those people that were Scientologists. I was like, oh, it's interesting. And it, it was, and from there, they went on to some other, just the way they met, you know, uh, the stories went from one to the other and the, the transitioning and stuff. And I, it, it caught my attention. I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then, like, the, whatever the, I, 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 I don't know how many stories they've had over the years on that show, but whatever the, the next, next week, we're going to talk about this. It, and then it was like, I, I was hooked. They hooked me. So from a young age, like I said, as a early teenager, I started watching that show. And I remember I used to watch it with my mom because uh, you know, she'd watch it too. And that, that was it. Like I watched it for years before I finally was like, oh, okay, enough of this shit. Yeah, I, I was never into it. There was a show that popped in my head that um, I liked. Cop. 
Sorry, I just but like those kind of shows, the more sensational kind of not real news stuff. Sure. Like yeah. if the Weekly World News had a, a news. Do you TV remember show? Entertainment Tonight? Yep. I remember Is that, that show still on? I don't know. We don't. We don't watch don't TV. Know. We don't know. But yeah. So back to Bermuda Triangle. So scientists solved it. So, uh, or claim. Scientists claim to solve it. And again, it was an article from 2018. Yeah. I, again, I don't know why I, it just happened to pop up and in, in enter my world today. But here you have it. The Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll do an actual show on um, like, we the should, theories and on stuff the Bermuda, around Because I want to look up like, all of the stuff well, um, we'll, we'll like look when it up things later. happen. I know. I'm getting something else. Because we also talked about... Um, climate change and weather and all that stuff that's going on. So today I saw a news article that said, I'm going to read it. Oh, geez. Brace for flooding. A moon wobble is coming. NASA warns. So apparently there's a wobble in the moon's orbit. And it's What's causing, a wobble? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck is a wobble? What is a wobble? I can't find wobble defined in any of these articles. So is the moon like wobbling? I, I don't know. Because before it wasn't in our atmosphere, and now it is in our atmosphere. I don't think they have a clue. Uh, what do you mean they don't have a clue? They make, they make it all up. This is true. They make it all up. It's as all made go. up. The, a wobble. A wobble. Well, Do you like they, that? Did they, did they fucking take a, a field trip to the fucking third grade class? Say, hey, kids, what do you, what's, a, what's a cool word we can call? Wobble. Uh, fucking A. <laughs> shit. Now, now, I'm, now I'm fired up because this <laughs> shit pisses me off. So. Like, so, what are we, fucking 12? I'm going to read wobble? this. I'm going I'm to read this. A, a fucking God. wobble. Okay. Thanks to a quote unquote wobble in the moon's orbit, and this is from USA Today. And rising sea levels. So it's a, it sounds like a combination of the wobble and rising sea levels. Every coast in the United States will face rapidly increasing high tides that will start, quote unquote, a decade of dramatic increases in flood numbers, unquote, in the 2030s. The conclusion, which was published in the Nature Climate Change Journal by NASA sea level change science team from the University of, of Hawaii has to do with the moon's orbit, which takes 18.6 years to complete, according to NASA. Of course they know because they make it all up. For half of that time period, Earth's regular da daily tides are suppressed with high tides at a low average and low tides happening at a higher rate. In the other half of the cycle, the opposite occurs. High tides get higher. Low tides get lower. Global sea level rise pushes high tides in one direction, higher. So half of the 18.6 year lunar cycle counteracts the effect of the sea level rise on high tides and the other half increases the effect, NASA explains. Okay, I'm confused. So if the lunar cycle is 18.6 years and half that is doing the opposite of the tides. Like half the half of that is tides do one thing and then the other half. Why haven't we had this issue before? For the past hundred years, why has this not been an issue? Because it wasn't a wobble. 
Oh, because now there's a wobble. It's fucking stupid. That's all I'm going to say. It's fucking stupid. I don't even know why we're even talking about it. It's stupid. Come on. This is... This fall, abs- it falls, again, falls right in with, we're all going to be underwater by 2015. Yes, but that's why it's... You're not going to be able to walk outside because there's going to be no ozone on layer and you're going to get burned by the sun the second you're, it touches your skin because there's no protective ozone layer. Get your galoshes because there's going to be flooding. Hide under the desk because nuclear bombs are coming. You know, wear your fucking mask when you go outside because now there's variants and the, it's all the same it's, fear yes. based And it's almost bullshit. like, almost like okay, people don't really care about the pandemic. So, so let's talk about a moon wobble. That will scare people and, and that will keep them distracted so we can go do what we want to do and change laws. Change laws. There's no laws that have ever been changed. That's the great thing about in this country. There have been very few laws that have been changed. Well, just recently, Florida dates. Well, no, no, no. Like Florida made laws, like the whole protesting thing. So now you can run people over. (laughs) Which I have no problem with. Here's the thing with those: you have to be careful because a lot of those things are phrased and worded in a certain way that are actually not beneficial no, the way we think that they would be beneficial. The other thing is when they pass they these not. laws and everything, what they're doing is they're sneaking other things in there as well. So they put the focus on these big issues, but then sneak other things in there that we don't know about. So like there's shady things happening that we don't really know about and it's hard to find out. So a lot of times it's like they want you distracted Hey, pay attention to this. Be occupied by this. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, what can we do? Pe- people don't care about the pandemic. Moon wobble. There we go. That'll freak people out. Was Is this like a story that caught on or is this just some random thing you saw? Is was, this like big news that people are talking about? I think it just came out. Because I, I, uh, I don't know. I saw it today. So... It was okay, where, published where July thirteenth. Okay, but I mean, have you heard about it from anybody else? Have you been like on social media? Are people talking about this? Is no, this a thing? but I don't so really I don't pay attention. I don't, we don't okay. watch the news. I don't pay much attention on social media. So I don't know if this is one of those just we got to put out a story, something about NASA. I, and I the think moon. it's let's throw shit at a wall and see what sticks. <laughs> Could be. Hey, whatever happened to murder hornets? Remember the hornets that were supposed to... That was like a week. That was supposed thing to come here year. last year and everybody was all afraid of that yeah. for like a, a week. And then I remember it was killer bees in the in the, in the the 90s or the late 80s, early 90s. Was, was it a, like bees. Africanized killer bees? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. Always. Always, Always nature is going to kill you. Always something. Yeah. Now, I think I've shared on this show, but I'll bring it up again. I used to love horror movies. I was so in the gore, like into them and the gorier the better. And and then as I got older, I realized the real horror movies for me were movies about the weather. Movies like 2020, um the day after tomorrow, sorry, 2012, the day after tomorrow. Like I watched the day after tomorrow, like that kind of stuff. You can't really like you where do you go like it's not like 
oh, the whole, again, this whole thing, the moon wobble, everything's going to flood, you know, like all these natural disasters. Oh, there's this thing that's going to instantly freeze you, which would that really happen? Probably not. But it's that thought of like, how do you get off the earth? Like a serial killer, you can fight. You can't fight the weather. Yeah, you you never wanted to watch those the, any of those movies because for a while there, I was on a little kick of... Uh, it was more so the special effects and the visual effects that were the, the that sucked me in because it's not like the stories were like these these groundbreaking you know heart wrenching thought provoking stories or anything like that. It was nothing need, like that. I but need to was, make some cloud busters. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the reason but, why is because. But, oh, sorry, go on. No, I, I, uh, but I could never get you to watch. That movie 2012, so I ended up having to watch it by myself. And I thought it was all right. Woody Harrelson was a pretty cool conspiracy theorist in it. But anyway. But with horror movies, I always looked at it like, well, I can make a plan. So when I watched Night of the Living Dead when I was seven, and then was convinced that zombies, if, oh, if, they, if they come up from the ground, because I lived not too far from a cemetery, and I was like, I only have so much time. I only have so much time to be prepared. So we have no time at all now. We live right across the street from one. I know. Like, but <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> but I've worked on this. I was like, I need to be prepared. So I would basically make a plan for where I lived. I was a little kid. I was like, we can take these doors off the hinges and block windows. And I was like, we can barricade this way. And if we need to get out and escape and get to the car, we can go out this window and jump and we can like I had all these plans in my head about how we could survive a zombie apocalypse and when you see like you know serial killers and like Jason Voorhees it's like okay well I can try to fight him maybe climb a tree and hope he doesn't climb trees maybe hide when he throw his machete or whatever at you but if I'm up in the tree, he might not notice me. But he's like super strong, right? Couldn't he just like kind of shake the know. tree until you fell? But I, I, I might be able to. I'm not a runner, but yeah, I, I probably fight him. I don't run. But at least I feel like I have, a, you know, maybe a chance. I don't know. This is what our podcast has devolved into now. This discussion, we're talking about hypothetical fights with a movie serial I'm telling killer. you my mentality as a child. Gotcha. There were possibilities to survive and usually you could fight you could do something but when it comes to the weather how do you fight the weather you can run but if it's everywhere and it's all around you do you have to get off the earth can you like these are the thoughts that I would think of that made me be like okay and now I'm like I'll just make some cloud busters you know go put those in the yard we'll be good got my shun guy we're good but no, that that was my mentality. Does that mean that we can watch 2012 now? Uh, no, I don't care. Uh, like, uh, my taste in movies has changed so yeah, much. I we, don't. We were talking about this the other day. How just yeah, our movie tastes have kind of. We don't really find movies that. I don't know Peaks that appealing. Are interest, yeah. there's, there's really nothing. It, it, it's more so documentaries now. But even those. Well, because it even has with to that, be, it fe- a lot of it feels like it, okay. Well, it's somebody 
trying to prove their point and well, can yeah, you really trust it? It, well, it doesn't that's, mean that it's that's always, true. That's always what they yeah, say. Yeah, no, I know. But even lately, a lot of the stuff we watch, it just makes me wonder, like, mm, I don't know. Everyone always has an agenda. Yeah, but that's nothing new. That's I know, but I'm just like telling that. you I've been picking up on that more. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, so I just look at it like, I don't know, I just... I don't really care. There's nothing that makes me feel like, oh, I need to watch this. Everything's like, eh. Yeah, there's no, there's no such thing as must see anymore. No, and especially like we haven't had cable for years. Like we really don't watch TV, and when we do, it's the same shows. We watch like Psych, The Office, Eureka, Warehouse Thirteen, all stuff that we own on DVD. Mm -hmm. Because that's (laughs) another thing. If you stream it, they will change it on you. Change stuff now. Yeah, it's crazy. I've been saying forever, get the tangible goods. Buy your music on CDs or cassette tapes or whatever it is that's out now. And, you know, get the DVDs or even the VHS tapes, whatever you can, get it tangible. Because they're changing what those movies, those TV shows, they edit it, they change it to what they want. And if there's something that was fine years ago but is now deemed offensive... They're going to take it out or they're going to edit it on you. So if you want the original. Well, it, well, that's the thing, though. You have to get the original, like something that came out, when it out, whatever, five years, not five, but like 10 years ago mm-hmm. or something like you need. Because I, I, I don't know now, but it, like if, you know, when they re-release stuff, it's they, they edit it. It's not it's not as it was. Yeah, you need a, to get it when it comes out. Initially done. Yeah. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. I, are they even doing DVDs and stuff for for newer movies now? Because I know uh, that a lot of movie studios now are doing. They're they're just kind of putting stuff out right to streaming. Like I know the uh, the uh, the what's it called the Conjuring movie, the newest one was mm-hmm. on HBO Max. Uh, the Godzilla versus King Kong movie was on HBO Max. It well, just went me, right to that. Let me see. Let's look it up. So I, I don't, are they, are they even doing DVDs anymore? And I mean, w- with a lot of these new movies that come out now anyway, it's, I don't know. I feel well, like they're all they just Blu-ray. so. Oh, so they are, they are doing those. Godzilla versus Kong is out of Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Right. I just, I wasn't sure yeah, 4K because. 4K Ultra Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because so, I, because I had looked. But we also don't leave the house anymore. So it's not like we go to like well, I, uh, stores. No, but I, I was just, I was just curious if they, if they're still doing that kind yeah. of stuff. I didn't know. I just knew the push to streaming and all that kind of stuff was so big that I didn't know. Yeah. But that's why, that's why it's so important. I'm telling people like get, get the tangible thing. Yeah, for sure. Even books. Yeah, I prefer like I I have some books that I if I if I can find like the ebook version of it I'll I'll get the ebook version and I'll I'll put you know the hard copy <clears throat> excuse me I'll put the hard copy on like eBay and and just to clear up some shelf space but there's some books I have that I will never get rid of because they're just they're you know important to me they're 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 kind of like historical, I guess, in a sense. Certain, you know, just certain things that you can't find them anymore. Even if you get the ebook, you can't get the tangible book ever again. Just stuff that I, you know. Yeah, know. but not just that. But it makes you wonder: what else are they editing for these ebooks? Oh, they can edit whatever they, they want. They can edit if of you get it's just that an electric, book. Electronic file. You can yeah. absolutely. 
that can be edited. And then I also look at it like, okay, so you buy all these movies, you have Amazon Prime, and you buy all these movies to stream through there. What happens when you close your account with Amazon? I, th- I believe you still keep things that you've purchased. What happens if something happens and you lose all your movies? Will they give them back to you? Will they say, oh, we have on record you purchased it? I don't know. I'm just saying like the glit, if a glitch or something happens, it just makes me wonder like, so when we had Comcast, you could buy movies through Comcast. But once you got rid of Comcast, you don't know those movies anymore. You only have them as long as you have that service. Right. And uh, I mean, but I mean, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I don't really have a counterpoint to that. Most most people keep that service, though. I think if you're the type of person, uh, and and I'm I'm stereotyping, I'm I'm lumping everybody into one category here. But if if you are say a a cable subscriber, Comcast, I I hate using the name, but if you if you have them as a service, and you are spending whatever two hundred dollars a month, we'll say for your internet, phone, cable, and you are the type of person that will buy movies when they come out. You want to get the latest on-demand release or whatever, and it's not free yet, so you want to see it right now, and you're going to pay $20 for it. I mean, you're most likely not going to be leaving that cable provider. I, but I'm just sometimes saying because you have to. You move. Okay, but I'm just saying that. But why not just buy the DVD and then like? Look, we, I agree with no, you. No, I know. I'm just but saying people like, do that. Use the service just, like we use Voodoo, and it's, you it's, get your little code and you enter it in, and then you can upload it. I I honestly I don't know now, especially with Netflix and you know Amazon Prime, and now Comcast even has like Peacock and everything. Are people even buying movies anymore? I don't know that people buy them anymore because what? Why would you need to? So I honestly, and again, not not having had cable now for a few years, I don't even know if that's even a thing. Is on well, demand even a thing? Because I know that they tied like Netflix and all those other. I don't know because we services, don't have cable, right? But but they tied them all into their into their service. So would you do they but even do on demand anymore? Like I don't even know. Something you used to do is you wanted to watch a movie, so you'd buy it. And I was like, yeah, you buy the DVD. But it was like, we didn't know if it was a good movie or not. Right. So I'd be like, well, let's watch it first and make sure we like it before we buy it. But if it's something you like, definitely buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would buy like blockbuster type movies that I didn't get a chance to see in the theater. I, you know, like, like any, like the, the, uh, like X-Men movies, for example, I liked the X-Men movies. So if like, I didn't get a chance to go see in the theater, I'd get the DVD. Cause I'm like, I'm probably going to like it or the Blu-ray, whatever yeah. it was. Or something like you're pretty sure you're going to like. Something I'm pretty yeah. sure I was going to like, I'd just buy it. But yes, there were times where I'd get like a movie or two that I, I, I had only heard were good, but I didn't know for sure that they were. And then I'd buy them and I was like, uh, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> And you'd be let it down, happens. but, but, yeah. you know, but happens, I, but, but I was always one that I would not pay for something I couldn't hold. I, you know, but, but again, there's people that will, you know, you got a date night, whatever significant other, you're sitting on the couch looking for something to do. You don't want to leave the house. Oh, look, this movie's here. Ah, oh, it's only $15 to buy it, to watch. Uh, all right. Or whatever, $10 to rent. I, I can remember there were people I knew that would, just rent 
the new releases all the time when they would come out on on demand and they just pay the five dollars or whatever it was to rent it and you'd get it for 24 hours or whatever and there were people that would do that all like every night. Hey. They would just go home. They didn't watch cable. They would just rent the I movies. I used to on be demand. an assistant manager at Blockbuster. People would come in all the time renting movies. Sure. I, yeah. I, I used to rent movies all the time when I had my Blockbuster. I remember how excited I was when I got a Blockbuster card. I was so excited. I was like, oh, man, I'm a grown up now. I got a Blockbuster card. I've got a Blockbuster I can, card. I'm, I can I'm rent my go. own yeah. movies. You know, I mean, the, the, those are the things. Like, And it, it makes you wonder now. Like, I'm thinking about it, bringing up the blockbuster card what are kids nowadays what are they what's their i got a blockbuster card moment like what are they but having they do going to blockbuster and those kinds of things it wasn't just about renting the movie it was about like going somewhere yeah it was like oh well let's go to blockbuster because you go there's stuff on like movies playing all the time on the monitor like on the tvs yeah there's like other stuff there and you can get candy and popcorn there's games and different movies and everything so yeah it was like a you go there to find something to do yeah like you'd hang out but that's the thing like now what are what's the, the the current generation or the generation that's coming up, what's their blockbuster? Everybody's got a phone. Yeah. You got everything on the damn phone or on the TV or on the gaming system or whatever else it is. You know what? What, what is every what is everybody's you know, what's their thing that they can that, that they can go do? Like do kids still hang out at the mall? Is that still a thing? Like what what do people do now? Like, I what never do kids liked the do? mall. Well, you know, like my blockbuster thing is, I guess you could say, like, I just love like going out on the deck and just like looking at the trees and nature, all the birds, the squirrels. I know what you like to do. I'm saying what, what are I know. Kids now? I'm just sharing like, that's, what are they that's my new do? blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting though. You think about it, you know, like what are our kids? What's their got a blockbuster card moment you know like what, what i was never like i got a blockbuster well, card I, but okay I, that was my thing i guess i'm the only jerk that felt that way i don't know but that was that was a big uh, for me it was a big deal because blockbuster was so it was it meant that i was an adult i was officially an adult i could now get my own blockbuster card i remember i felt the same way when i got my own library card when i actually went to the library myself and got my own library card. I felt the same way. Like, wow, I'm a responsible adult. I have my own library card. I, I got that feeling when I could go into 18 plus shows. Like, without like having to know somebody to like get me in. But yeah, I'm 18. I'd go to shows. a lot anyway. Yeah, like you, punk so shows, music shows. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. I was like... So like clubs... 18 plus shows, huh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even... Yeah, well, th- well, that's, that's what why we call it, like the music. So I, like, you go listen to bands clarifying. like punk, ska, rockabilly, like, all that get music. I get it. I know. I didn't this, even but think I'm about that. Like eighteen plus watching or listening. Oh my goodness! No, not yeah. those kinds of shows. Yeah. Oh, you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> you sure about that? Yeah. So anyhow. So yeah, that's I didn't mean that. <laughs> I meant the music because. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. Like they'd have shows like all ages and 18 plus. And then 21 plus makes sense because then the bar alcohol, right? But they would have all ages and 18 plus. I'm like, why 18 plus? Like, 
I get the 21 plus, but why 18 plus? But that was something where I just used to usually go. And if I knew somebody I could get in. I always found that stuff funny because when I was, when I was playing music in high school and I was in a band and everything, I was 16, 17 and we'd be playing clubs that were 21 plus. And like I'm, I'm allowed in here to play, but I, but I, but I'm not allowed in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, okay. And I, I wasn't a drinker anyway. I didn't drink or anything like that when I was in high school. So it didn't, didn't matter what, it's not like I was hurt that I couldn't get a beer or anything like that. It didn't bother me, but I always thought it was kind of funny that I was allowed in there because I was in a band or whatever and I was going to be playing, but I couldn't, if I wasn't in that role, I would be not there. be allowed to be there kind of thing. And no one ever asked me, but I mean, I, I, I think I looked young. I definitely didn't look like I was 21 for sure. I, I def- guarantee you, I didn't look like I was 21. So yeah, I, anyway. I used to get into some 21 plus. Yeah, shows. but you're a girl. You just, you, you make eyes at the, at the door, man. And well, cause I knew people like I know the bands or I knew the people at the club. Sure, of course. Well, cause I went to so many shows and I wasn't a girls. troublemaker. It's different for women. I think it's cause I wasn't a troublemaker. They knew they could trust me and I was pretty. Well, I am pretty, but like, <laughs> there, there you have it. There you have it. Yeah. Being a pretty girl has its advantages. Uh-huh. Sure does, I'm sure. <sighs> yeah. For so sure. Bermuda Triangle solved. And the moon has a wobble. Uh, the moon has a know. fucking wobble. There you have it. What the fuck is a wobble? I don't know. But if you know, let us know. Let us know. We went over social media and stuff at the beginning of the show, so we're not going to do it again. Because that's how we Did roll. we do us? We did. The show? Okay. We did. You should know by now if you've been we listening. Did. Yeah. So, until next time, I am the Wobbly Greek. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was horrible, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaving it in anyway. Like wobbly. I'm a wobbly Greek. <laughs> Alex Arion, and I've been joined, as always, by my beautiful... Lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. It hurts my neck to oh. do that. Goodness. Wobble. It's a funny word. So dumb. <laughs>